0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Sharp Lessons, stadium sports betting podcast. Next to me, the wonderful Nate Jacobson. I'm Ben Wittenstein. We are now a week and a half out. Yep, 10 days. From Super Bowl Sunday. Bring it on. And the bets are
1: already flying in, Nate. Yeah, definitely have a couple plays for the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and Eagles. We've come a, a long way since the summer previews Man. where there was so much college to talk about, so much NFL. Now we're down to one game, and we have to wait a little bit to uh, for the game to actually play out. So for yeah. the next 10 days, there's going to be a lot of thinking and overthinking and betting, and <laughs> maybe you don't think you're going to have too many bets for the Super Bowl, but by the time the game starts, you're going to feel – overexposed and uncomfortable and going to have to yeah. eat a lot of food and drink a lot of alcohol to uh sounds good to maybe me I don't stomach know the, the game there. um which usually happens uh for this one game where there's so many betting angles and props that will be released throughout the week uh i think more and more earlier the props come out i remember it used to be a thing it was like a week yeah. before the game and you kind of had that week to to do everything but now you have more time to figure things out and uh, i know most Props are are actually up now. Maybe some yeah, it's some crazy. things um, in terms of like the Chiefs wide receivers with some of their yeah. injury concerns uh, aren't out yet, but uh, those will be out soon, and I'm sure we'll we'll be moved based on news. But yeah, looking forward to this game, a, a rare Super Bowl where I actually have a, a strong opinion on the side. Usually, I think the side the side is pretty good. I just attack props, but I think I'm actually gonna have most of my money tied up in two a specific
0: side that if you follow me on Twitter, you probably already know what I'm doing for Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona. Yeah, go follow Nate. Nate Jacobson won. Yep. There's only one. Only one Nate Jacobson. (laughs) That's why I got that, right on Twitter. Right. Right. So let's just get into the game uh, sidewise, at least. We we have a lot of props to talk over. We have uh, different angles that we wanted to hit on. This is more of the preview episode, in a way, to the Super Bowl. Next week, we will have all of our bets, for sure. We have a couple early bets that we wanted to hit on. Uh, if if you are interested in betting the Super Bowl more than a week out, we do have bets that we have placed that we like. Um, but the heavy betting episode, all of the bets, all the props, is going uh, next week. Will be next week. So let's let's talk out the sides for a quick second because I think initially it seems like we're both a bit on different sides of this game. The, the line opened up. Uh, In favor of the Chiefs slightly, it's moved a bit. The totals moved a bit as well. It's moved up. Now it's rested as of this Thursday, February 2nd. It's at Eagles minus one and a half. Totals at 50 and a half. Um, Initial, I know a lot of the initial thought is that that initial line movement. And seemingly uh, the statistics say that initial line movement that the Sharps hit and that you see originally right after the lines open up after the championship games, has more often than not been the correct side to take. Um, last year that wasn't the case, but historically I think the last 10 or 15 years it's been more than like a 50-55%. So the line moved towards the Eagles. They are now the one-and-a-half point favorite, and it's kind of settled around there. Uh, what, what are your initial thoughts on on seeing this line?
1: Yeah, so I think the reason why the Eagles took the early money on Sunday night, and and no surprise, just the way they won, the fashion they won, a a dominating performance against the 49ers who by the end of the game didn't have a quarterback, but still everyone saw the Eagles really look good in one of the most watched television shows of the year. So everyone's high on the Eagles, and then a few hours later they see the Chiefs win, but it was a close game where they had a big lead, let the Bengals back into the game, uh, Mahomes definitely looked a little banged up t- as the game went on it's kind of like how we predicted Travis Kelsey was kind of ineffective late in the game a lot of key receivers for the Chiefs got injured and then some key defenders so the Chiefs that were pretty fortunate I think to win that game just based on what was going on in the fourth quarter if the injuries of the game being tied obviously they probably played better especially early on but uh, they definitely got away with one so because of that I think there was a lot of recency bias of what people saw last, and people gravitated towards the Eagles thinking, let's get ahead of a potential situation where maybe these Chiefs' wide receiver injuries are more serious than maybe some people think. So because of that, Chiefs took money – or sorry, Eagles took money. Total went from 51 to as low as 49. But now throughout the week, once we got to Eagles minus 2.5 – money has come back on the Chiefs with more positive reports about their injury report for this game. We've seen the Chiefs go down to plus one and a half, and the total pretty much consensus, 50 and a half with some places, even back up to 51. So I think this is probably where we're going to stay around for the game. Maybe if everyone for the Chiefs uh, is healthy for this game, this line closes like pick them or something, because people will like the idea of getting the homes as an underdog yep. in a Super Bowl. So I think the the line move and the the major line move we've already uh, seen for this game has has occurred, and it occurred right away. So that's just kind of my uh, initial thoughts where I'm not surprised the Eagles were the early side, but I was not part of that, and I actually took the Chiefs at plus 2.5 before I went to bat on Sunday night.
0: The interesting thing is that you will notice the health of Mahomes is I was checking out his rushing prop For this game, and in the game that he was hurt in the AFC Championship, we knew he had a high ankle sprain, and ankle injury. It was 9.5. He got the under. uh, I think he was at eight rushing yards on three attempts. Hmm. This game for Super Bowl, uh, 19.5. Right. So they're expecting a much more healthy Patrick Mahomes, if not a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes, and a much more mobile Patrick Mahomes. And if that's the case, if that's what the market is thinking, if that's what bookmakers are thinking, that completely changes the dynamic of the Chiefs' offense, too.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think the idea is the Chiefs are going to be at full strength in terms of you get Mahomes, that's extra time because there's a two-week layoff. Yep. You have Kelsey, who was a late add on the injury report Friday that actually Jim Nance talked about and broke uh, <laughs> while the uh, he was calling the uh, Farmer's Insurance open <laughs> remotely in Kansas City. The tournament was in San Diego, but he mentioned it on the broadcast, which was, which wow. was news to me. Uh, but he I, he was not on the injury report this week, Kelsey, so I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, but the other injuries to monitor on the offense is McCole Hardman, and before we started recording, Andy Reid uh, made it seem like it's a doubt that Hardman will be in this game. Wow. So they might be down him. So now it's the focus is on the other two receivers who got hurt and Kadarius Toney and Juju Smith-Schuster. So uh, the early indications were that it was a kind of like they're going to trending towards playing. I guess maybe Hardman had a setback, or maybe he just wasn't part of that trending towards playing group. But uh, something to monitor with the Kansas City wide receivers. If not only can they return, because I'm sure they're going to try to give it a go if they are relatively healthy, but how effective will they'll be and if they'll be able to finish the game. And then on defense, some injuries to monitor. Legarius Sneed, the cornerback, number one cornerback for the Chiefs, I believe he had a concussion against the Bengals on oh, wow. Sunday. So we'll see if he uh, is, you know, clears the protocol and ready to go. Um, I think the indications are that he will be ready for that Super Bowl with that extra seven days to uh, get ready for this game. And then another linebacker, Willie Gay, who was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday, or the estimated, estimated report. So uh, I think based on the line move towards the Chiefs, towards the over, I think the Chiefs' injury situation might be a little bit better than what was the initial thought on Sunday night.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And as as we go into next week too, and they're practicing a bit more in, in Phoenix, yep. those injury reports are really going to shape up, and we're really going to get a good picture probably midway through the week on on what the uh, the final rosters for these teams are going to be as we get closer. So we'll we'll talk about that more next week. We'll we'll really have a good idea of what these teams are going to look like. But a good place to start though, if we're talking about early betting. Some prop bets, and prop bets don't even mean player props. It could mean game props. It could mean team props. We have a lot of different angles and ways to bet the Super Bowl, which I really like because I don't love betting sides, full game sides in the NFL anyway during a normal week. I, I have not been successful that way. That's just not my forte, and so I do like having the props available where you can bet smaller chunks of the game. You can bet specific things to happen in the game like field goals or punts or whatever it may be. So I think, for me, that is the best way to attack a Super Bowl like this, where the lines are about as tight as literally any game you're ever going to get in the entire universe of sports. Yeah. You might as well try to find a different angle that's not just a side or a total.
1: And that kind of makes me nervous because the, the most money I'm going to have on this game is going to be on side. in the side, <laughs> which is the uh, most efficient sports betting market in the world, a Super yep. Bowl betting market where they're all, you know, sports books by close to the game day will take – a million dollars from from someone if they want to bet that so obviously the line is pretty much correct but i'll get into more about uh thoughts about about why i like the uh the chiefs in this game i'll just give it away I, if, I, if i was trying to hide that earlier but yeah back to prop bets it's, it's one of those things where the side of the totals is two different bets mm-hmm. but the prop bets are also you know the same whether there's you're you're picking one one thing or you're picking a, a yes no or an over under. And because it's the Super Bowl, such a big game, there's hundreds of these prop bets that you wouldn't see for any normal game. And I I think the most important thing when betting props, so you're not just kind of going blind, is trying to predict how you think the game is going to play out. Picking who you think is going to win. Picking how you think it's going to get to that point. Will a team jump out to a lead and another team have the ability to come back or vice versa? So I think knowing the game script – and knowing w- how the game you think will play out can help you identify which players to bet on or which players to bet against in terms of what the uh, the prop is set on them
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense so before do we want to get into what you have so far or do you want to look at some of the other angles so i want to
1: look at some other angles okay. cuz i think this is probably i guess it's probably the first super bowl or second super bowl that we've we've covered I, i'm not sure forgot how long we've, i guess the first second super bowl we've covered but we've yeah, definitely talked is- about prop bets a lot
0: Yeah. No, this is the second. This is the second, I think.
1: Yeah. So something I've done a lot of work on in terms of Super Bowl has been first half versus second half scoring. And and typically in a Super Bowl, especially the the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick Super Bowls for the Patriots, it would always start off slow scoring. Most of those Super Bowls actually had scoreless first quarters. And then the scoring would pick up as the game would go on. Kind of makes sense. The teams, you know, teams are settling in. They've had two weeks off. They know what to expect because they've just been – A lot of nerves. Crunching film. Yeah. Nerves, exactly, because are on a neutral site in front of uh, a lot of uh, – you know, people, like a neutral crowd, not not their normal fans. So there's not a lot of comfort level. Right. And they're in a stadium they're probably not familiar with. So that mm-hmm. happened a lot. I remember last year it didn't work out, but I was on the second half to be a higher scoring half from the first half, which is something I usually always play in the Super Bowl. However, the Chiefs and Eagles are teams that have had a lot of success offensively in the first half. They're one and two in scoring offense in the first half. So I actually think this could be a Super Bowl where both teams get out to a lead or get out to scoring points, one of those teams getting out to a lead or maybe it's tied. But I could see a lot of points early on in this game, and then that might lead to betting the second half under or something like that in game. So it's kind of a different Super Bowl strategies than what I'm used to where I'm usually betting on a slow start, maybe first quarter under, first half under. I just think it's the opposite of this game. So in terms of like the total, I have no really interest in betting it before the game because I want to see a few possessions. And then in terms of that prop bet, second half versus first half, I'm going to stay away from the Super Bowl, which is something I probably haven't done since I started betting on uh, Super Bowls.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I I like the idea that both these games are going to come out hot, especially A, Chiefs have been – you talk about nerves. Chiefs have been here before. This isn't anything new for the Kansas City Chiefs, nothing new for Patrick Mahomes. He's Because he's amazing, he's used to Super Bowls. So this this isn't going to be a nerves issue for him. Maybe on the Eagles side, you get Jalen Hurts a little bit nerves, but he's played in big games before. Sure. So maybe it's not as big of a deal for him. Um, It's really hard to handicap something like that, but I do like points – in the first half in games like this. And I do like fading the trend of, of less points in the first half because at some point it's going <laughs> to reverse course. And this is these are the two teams that do it where they're very high-scoring teams early on. They attack. That's why they've been winning so much. They attack early. Mm-hmm. They have a really good game script to start the game. And their offenses are incredibly good. And, and these defenses just can't keep up to start. That makes a lot of sense for the first half here.
1: Yeah, and the reason the Eagles had so much success this season is they get out to the leads and they're yep. able to run the ball and not force Hertz to make all the throws with his arm and and right. be a one-dimensional player. So Eagles kind of a middle of the pack second half scoring team, but I think a lot of that is because they get out to you know high scoring first halves so and then kind of uh, you know don't have to be as intense in terms of uh, throwing the ball or just kind of you know. A more balanced attack. So yeah, right. Another thing I want to talk about in terms of props, and if you do like a side for this game, one thing you could do is betting the Super Bowl MVP. Ooh, so interesting. I know it's very, um, you know, this the quarterbacks have a have a clear advantage in terms of, you know, being more likely to win the Super Bowl MVP if their team wins, and I think last year, I remember writing about. If you think the Rams are going to win Super the Super Bowl, don't bet Stafford because there's other guys on that roster that could win MVP. It ended up being Cooper Cup. It could have it's also all. been Aaron Donald. It could have been Jalen Ramsey if, if those guys mm-hmm. had sacks and interceptions. And I think uh, last year if with, when they came to the Bengals, if they won it, it would have had to be on Burrow because the roster around him in Cincinnati wasn't as good. I see a similar situation this year where if you do like the Chiefs like I do – I'm going to also bet Mahomes to win MVP at plus 130. Okay. I think if the Chiefs win, the most likely path is going to be Mahomes because mm-hmm. I guess you can make a case for Travis Kelsey, but Mahomes is going to be throwing him the ball. So add in the Mahomes you know, ankle injury, and that kind of builds into the narrative and just him being such a popular quarterback. If you like the Chiefs, you can get a better number betting Mahomes at plus 130 instead of the money line at plus 105 or plus 110. On the opposite side, I feel like Hurts is kind of in a Stafford situation where obviously he's the most likely guy to win the Super Bowl MVP if the Eagles win the Super Bowl. However, there's other players on that defense. There's a lot of talent on that roster. A.J. Brown, one of their running backs. There's like a lot more, I think, possibilities where the Eagles could win the Super Bowl, but Hurts ends up not winning the award for MVP. So, I think that's the uh, approach to go. If you like the Eagles, just bet them on the money line and don't mess around with, you know, getting a better price on Hertz MVP. But if you like the Mahomes um, or like the Chiefs to win it all, uh, Mahomes MVP, you can get a a little bit of a boost compared to the Chiefs money line.
0: Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense to be honest. And you have outlier performances too, of something that people should be aware of from from weekends uh, last weekend. Yeah. For so
1: in the, I don't bet a lot of player props during the season. Just a lot of. You know, it's a lot of time when you're handicapping college football and NFL sides and totals and, and all that, but with less football you can look more at player props and there's gonna be a lot of player props for this game where you'll see like the, you know, tight end the third string tight end might be listed on like receiving yards yeah, or, right. or like a fullback like receptions or something like that. <laughs> so what I was trying Love to figure it. out is who played really well in the conference title game who like kind of came out of nowhere who might now be overvalued because they're in the Super Bowl and everyone saw them play well in the conference title game. And the obvious answer here is the Chiefs wide receiver, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, had over 100 receiving yards, had six catches, really clutch touchdown, like probably the reason the Chiefs won that game because all the receivers got hurt. But if the receivers come back and Marquez Valdez-Scantling's receiving yards is somewhere in like the high 30s, low 40s, I'm going to look to go under in this game. It's a much tougher matchup for him against Darius Slayer and James Bradbury compared to what he faced against the Bengals. And just the way the Chiefs' offense operates, they spread the ball around to the wide receivers, where before the year Mahomes was like, if you're a fantasy player, you're not going to like our team because we're going to spread the ball around to Smith-Schuster and Valda scantling And then they added Kadarius Toney. They drafted Sky Moore. They had Hardman already on the roster. So I can see a situation where they spread the ball to wide receivers as long as they're all healthy. It doesn't look like Hardman's going to play, so maybe this isn't the best idea or, you know, you could wait a little bit to see if this number gets bet up, Mm -hmm. anticipating that people will remember what they saw last with MVS and bet his over on receptions and receiving yards. So um, there probably is some other outlier performances it's just hard to kind of take uh, too much stock from that Eagles performance because their offense really didn't have to uh, do much or press after they got a lead against what the 49ers quarterback situation was. So I'll have an article next week on watchteam.com with all my bets, and we'll hopefully be able to uh, record a podcast sharing great. all our bets where Ben will be in sunny Arizona, yeah. and I'll
0: be holding down the fort here in Chicago. <laughs> hopefully, radio- hopefully from Radio Row, if That'd not awesome. from uh, an Airbnb. Either way. Hopefully we'll be from uh, we'll be able to give some Super Bowl bets. One, one of us here at the uh, at the Super Bowl location, one in Chicago. Let's give best the the bets that we have so far that we've made. Yep, because uh, we've each made a few few bets, and you convinced me to take one of these. So I will uh, I'll give you credit for this one because it's a great idea and I think it's a great bet, and that is Chiefs to kick the longest field goal. Yes, which. Again, the the reasons you gave me makes a lot of sense. Sirianni is going to be a little bit more aggressive, and he has been aggressive this season. And then we both looked at the amount of times teams go for it on fourth down. Philly goes for it a lot. Yes. Kansas City goes for it a lot, but Philly goes for it a lot. So if they're going to be in field goal range, it seems the statistics show it's more likely than not The Chiefs are going to be kicking a field goal
1: yeah I think this is basically the the bet is kind of like the Eagles are just going to be more aggressive than than the Chiefs are and we've we've seen it all year with the Eagles you mentioned how often they go for it on fourth down I mean just examples from the NFC title game when the game was still early on first drive of the game they have fourth and three from like the 35 yard line and they go for it and then they have that Devontae Smith catch that wasn't a catch but the 49ers didn't review it Uh, but that's just kind of the examples of you know, in a lot of situations, maybe the old school coach is going to, you know, mm-hmm. kick the fifty-two yarder to get points on the board. Nick Sirianni isn't doing that, and even in, when the game was was tied or close in the first half, they were going for it on fourth and short from their own territory because they're so effective at the quarterback sneak because Jalen Hurts is a good runner and then they have good offensive linemen and then they're able to get a good push so I really don't think the Eagles are going to kick many field goals unless they have to and on the other side I you know Harrison Butker pretty good kicker absolutely boom that game winner on Sunday and just kind of the way Andy Reid operates sometimes he's aggressive And sometimes he'll make like a little bit of a a head-scratching move where he'll settle for the point. So I really like this bet a lot. Chiefs to have the longest successful field goal you can still get it at minus 115 some places have a three-way market on this where it's Chiefs oh. Eagles and then there's like a tie or neither mm-hmm. I would look at just the two-way market for this just in case neither team kicks a field goal because I just expect a lot of aggressive play calling from two offensive-minded head coaches
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense and and Harrison Butker is the guy that you know is going to be kicking the field goals in the Super Bowl that's the thing is is I think Andy Reid trusts him enough to know, um, and I'm trying to look at some of the field goal attempts that he had. I mean, he had three; he went three for three against Tampa. Uh, and the ter- in terms of like just the amount of kicks that he's had is yeah, going to be a lot I, more than he's a good kicker. What Philly's going to be doing? I guess the
1: one worry is in Week One, Kansas City played Arizona, and Bodker like slipped on the field and got hurt. So hopefully, he doesn't have any like the yips or something from yeah. From that experience early in the season
0: and he's been used a lot this postseason I mean I'm, I'm looking at some of the bets that you can make if you don't like longest field goal you can get the Chiefs over one and a half field goals at minus yeah. 110 minus 115 yeah. and and again he Butker has kicked five field goals in two games they yeah. they clearly trust him to kick some field goals and maybe last game was a little bit inflated because Mahomes had an injury but he kicks field goals in big moments and they trust him to do it so you're you're relying on Andy Reid who sometimes does like to play that conservative angle at times especially early on in games I think one and a half field goals made by Kansas City is a pretty solid bet at the number you can get it at
1: yeah no, I know I tweeted out that and I got a reply about the over one and a half for the Chiefs and I think you can even argue if, if, if there's an offering on, on Chief, uh, Eagles under one and a half that could be a yeah. way to go yeah um, just you know like I mentioned the mindset of the team um, yeah, maybe the chance where the Chiefs are, are leading and the Eagles just kind of are aggressive and are going for touchdowns or nothing. And, and it's mm-hmm. the idea of Jake Elliott, who I know is a pretty good kicker. And uh, but I feel like we just don't see him too much. No. He doesn't have to kick too much because of the, no, they go the way for it. that team operates. And probably one of the reasons why the Eagles are in this spot now you don't because they're so aggressive. Do
0: you? Are, are you, Is there any fear for you, Um, you know, Sirianni's first Super Bowl? You think he may try to, at least to start the game, maybe get a bit more conservative and say, hey, it's my first Super Bowl, let me, well, let's me let just get the points, well, we made it this far, I really just want to try to get the points I mean, here. If,
1: if they have a drive and they stall and it's like fourth or seven or something, then I think he'll kick a field goal, but I think the bet is if it's like fourth and three, he's going to be going for it, like we saw in the NFC title game, and... I think uh, he's a smart enough coach where he he's gonna have the approach of let's like let's play th- with the way that we got here and, mm-hmm. and not kind of like get conservative. Just as a a younger head coach with uh, right. an offensive coordinator who I know is getting uh, a look from the Colts as a, a offensive or a head coaching chance, and he has a young defensive coordinator in Jonathan Gannon. So I feel like that's kind of a young, forward thinking coaching st- staff that embraces analytics from their front office and that uh, even if he might want to in his gut he's going to be told from someone else like no we're going for it and I think he uh, has a lot of trust in his offense as being an offensive minded coach and he wants his offense on the field more than trusting his defense.
0: Uh, Okay so we're on different sides of the spread here Um, to finish out the pod I was able to grab Eagles plus one and a half right when it opened up uh, after the game on Sunday I saw the Eagles at getting points and i said all right i'll take it i'll take plus one and a half for the eagles and you're on the other side for the chiefs you get them at plus two and a half you like the chiefs money line as well I, I don't i mean i'm okay with the chiefs winning by one at this point that's fine <laughs> with me it wins us both those bets um sure i don't feel one or two why yeah not? yeah yeah one or two is fine uh, I, I think the eagles at plus one and a half i think i got them at a good number the market says i got them at a good number because now they're the favorites of, of two two and a half Um, now down to one and a half, but I I do, I'm fine with the Eagles a plus one and a half. It wasn't a huge bet for me. So I'm not really married to that side at all. If I can maybe bet chiefs and find some middle ground, depending on what the number is by Sunday, I'm happy to do that. But you do like the Chiefs, and you went all out. You went Chiefs spread as an underdog and Chiefs money line as well.
1: Yeah, first off, you had the Chiefs at underdog – or the Eagles at an underdog price. And I think the the key here is when you're betting that early before a game, mm-hmm. you're just kind of betting to get ahead of a number. So you yes. anticipated more, that the yeah. Eagles would take the early money because of you know what we saw. Maybe more information would have came out after the game that the Chiefs' wide receiver injuries were – you know a bad situation and there could have been like a an outside chance this could have got out to eagles minus three so sunday night i saw the eagles taking all the money and i was waiting to see if it somehow got to three and it didn't it it stopped at two and a half and then some places went back to two and that's when i jumped in on chiefs plus two and a half it was mostly a bet that the chiefs would be healthy for this game Mahomes, Kelsey being fine, being in better shape than they were for the game against the Bengals, and then some of those wide receivers would be dressed, and and then also Snead and Gay and and some of those defensive players who left the game against the Bengals. So I was also trying to get ahead of a number because I didn't think two and a half would exist. Right. So now I think we're kind of hanging out in this one and a half range. It might get to you know Eagles minus one, maybe even some pick 'em, depending on how positive the uh, Chiefs injury report is. I will say. The Eagles obviously have had an amazing season. They've also had the easiest schedule of any any team this season. Interesting. They also beat up on a Giants team in the playoffs that was, you know, I don't want to be too mean to Giants fans. It was a good team.
0: Yeah, a little was fraudulent a, it was, getting but there. it. But it was like a below average be team that, you know. Right at, right at St- I mean, Giants we talked fans. about the Giants all,
1: all season Come not being as good, being pretty fortunate. And, and luckily for them, they were playing one of the most fortunate teams in, in recent memory in the NFL and the Vikings. And, and I thought they got way too much credit, the Giants, and in the, in the point spread for that game in the divisional round, and the Eagles took care of business. And then with the 49ers, obviously the scoreboard was complete domination, but the context of the 49ers losing Brock Purdy on the first drive, having a quarterback in Josh Johnson who was clearly not – Capable and qualified to to run that offense at a at a high level in a hostile crowd in Philadelphia, so I think the Eagles might be getting a little bit too much credit because of their easy schedule, because of their playoff path, and I think uh, getting the Chiefs at, at plus money was uh, an attractive uh, idea at least at the time. And I still like the Chiefs, and will probably advocate more for the Chiefs uh, throughout the week. So. I know the Eagles look good. They won, but everything went wrong for the 49ers, so I don't want to put too much stock into that performance. I think they, at least early, Philly was getting a little bit too much credit for how they won on Sunday.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see if the Chiefs get uh, the favorable officials for this game as well. We'll see how that one works out for the Super Bowl, and I know they don't love to call penalties in the Super Bowl, so hopefully the flags stay in the pocket of the officials, but I am interested to see where this line does move by Super Bowl Sunday because we still have a week and a half. That line... I mean, I think it's a solid number. One and a half. Yeah. Eagles is a favorite. makes a lot of sense. And, and I think you're right that by the time Super Bowl Sunday cut does run around, I think it would be awesome to see this game end as a pick I think it would be really cool, and I think it would make a lot of sense, especially if you have Mahomes fully healthy and people know that, and they see, oh, I can get plus money on the Chiefs they're going to go all out so maybe as the day gets closer and people actually start paying attention to the super bowl that friday saturday maybe that line starts moving a bit
1: more yeah i think the total of 51 it's or 50 and a half i think it's I think 51 51 s- I'm going to settle at 51 and i, I think it's going to maybe go to like eagles minus one over the weekend and then go to pick them on game day that would that, be awesome that man. would be my anticipation for this game and i will say yeah. i already am in on the chiefs i mean not for like a ton of money uh, but I will save some money just in case the Eagles get out to a fast start like they've done so many times this year yeah. in the first half. And if the Chiefs are down early, maybe wait till halftime. But I'm going to definitely save some uh, live betting money for the Chiefs in the second half and also potentially the under in the second half. I think both offenses are going to uh, do well early on the game like they have had so far yeah. this season.
0: Uh, you have three college basketball picks without even knowing the line.
1: Yes. Interesting. One of them's IU. Don't need the line because all three are going to win straight up. (laughs) Yeah. I actually – All right. I was like, oh, what's my projected line? I'm like, if any of these uh, teams are underdogs, I'm going to like them. So, first one, early Saturday. I like Virginia Tech. They're hosting Virginia. Virginia Tech is a team that had a pretty good year last year. They won the EC tournament, made the NCAA tournament because of that. They had some injuries early this season, um, early, early in conference play after having a strong start to the regular season. They played Virginia a few weeks ago. I thought they actually played well, but Virginia shot very well and ended up winning and covering. But Virginia Tech, this is a game really they really need if they want to have a shot at an at-large spot in the NCAA tournament. So I like them in Blacksburg early on Saturday at any underdog price against Virginia. I think it's the same time, 11 a.m. Central. Iowa State hosting Kansas. Iowa State was part of a huge collapse on Monday night at Texas Tech, yeah. where I believe they had a twenty-three point 23 lead, twenty-three points, half. biggest
0: lead uh, in in school history
1: that they gave up. Mm. That that's tough for Iowa State, a team that I think has uh, at least exceeded my expectations. I think last year they had a lot of good fortune and mm-hmm. weren't as good as their uh, their record. But this team is actually pretty decent and they're well coached. So I like Iowa State at home. I feel like it's a good get-right spot. You think against they're going to be a big
0: underdog? At home, I actually think they
1: might be a favorite just because Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky closed minus two and a half against Kansas. I was talking about betting Kansas as a potential favorite at Kentucky. So Iowa State, Hilton Coliseum. It usually gets rowdy there. Yeah, maybe I would have preferred if this game was like a three o'clock game, but I know the fans will be ready to go and aim. So Iowa State, if they are down an underdog price, grab that. But I, I would think minus one would be fine with Iowa State or a short money line. And then the game that you probably have the most interest in Saturday. Yeah, I'll be flying with this time. Oh, okay. Super
0: upset about that.
1: Indiana hosting Purdue. Yep. Number one team in the country, only one loss for Purdue. And I like Indiana here. I think that it's a, a team that yes, definitely has had some ups and downs, but they have yep. a lot of talent. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a huge matchup guy when it comes to college basketball, but I know Purdue has a star in Zach yeah, who I think can be slowed down and you know maybe tired out when like he has the ball in his hand and trace jackson davis the interior player for the indiana hoosier so whether it's uh, T, uh, jackson davis defending Edie and maybe giving him some trouble but also him on offense and maybe tiring out Edie so he's not as effective for the game i do like indiana at home hopefully at some sort of underdog price. I just feel like – I would be –
0: there's no way they're going to be a – there's no way they're going to be favorites. If they are, don't take them.
1: I think it's going to be small. It's going to be like Purdue Purdue minus one or minus two.
0: Yeah, I could see it even getting to two and a half, three. Because of how bad – I hope it does. For your sake. I mean, Indiana didn't look great in their last game against Maryland. So that's
1: one of the reasons I like it. You that was, I thought that was number. a bad spot for Indiana against Maryland. Oh, they yeah. played that Saturday night game against Ohio State, uh-huh. won easily. You have to go out to Maryland. That's not a, like a traditional Midwest Big Ten trip. And Maryland, yeah. that was a game that they've had circled for weeks playing Indiana. So the fact that Indiana lost in a spot that I didn't think they'd play well in yep. with this game on deck looking ahead, I think that's kind of that result of Indiana not looking good against Maryland um, kind of adds some uh, maybe – get some value on the Indiana but also just kind of a, a focused effort and obviously yeah. their biggest game of the year um even though I know <laughs> Purdue is usually the little brother of that uh, of that state yeah um, the fact that they're number one I know Indiana is going to want to knock off their in-state
0: rival they've done it before I think they can do it again uh it'll be interesting to see what the line is for that game but yep. we'll have more Super Bowl bets more college bets whatever it may be coming on next week very excited Super Bowl Sunday very close We'll see you then.